head, put it on real tight. Hope you brought your best tonight. They say they got the fireworks, yeah, they say they got the show. Here around the shoots, you're the best, so let's go. This is Texas Toast, a production of TSC Entertainment. I'm your host, Miss Helen. Kick back and enjoy as we toast the best from Texas. everyone, welcome to the Texas Toast podcast. And of course, we're a very music-friendly podcast, and we're going to look at the other side of music. I was really looking forward to our episode that's going to kick off right now with Mr. Brandon Steen. Hello, Brandon. How are you? Hey, Helen. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for taking the time to visit with us because I know you're going to be such a valuable guest to a lot of our musicians that are out there listening. Of course, you're the owner of 417 Entertainment. You manage Brandon Ryder, Curtis Grimes, amongst some other ones. And I'm sure those two keep you busy. Yeah, they keep me pretty busy. Uh, I would say they are two of the artists that uh, we probably play the most shows with. Uh, Brandon's probably the most veteran act that I work with. Uh, Mm -hmm. And he's the Texas spokesperson for the Texas Country Music Association. And he does all this stuff with cooking as well. So, uh, oh, really? Yeah, like he's been doing these dinner shows throughout the pandemic, and he loves cooking. He's a great chef. Very little awesome. known fact about him. But uh, when the pandemic hit and a lot of his shows were canceled, we we're like, we need to tour. Like this is how independent acts make a living. And so Brandon actually came up with this idea of doing a dinner show. So we go to people's houses. There's about 15, 20 of them. The host and Brandon plan a menu together and Brandon shows up, cooks dinner with these people, and then he eats dinner with them, socializes. And after dinner, he plays a concert's worth of music. So wow, that's probably been about 60 or 70 of them um, in the past year. So it's been keeping us really busy. Oh, I love it. I'm a huge Food Network fan. My favorite show is Chopped. (laughs) He's got a lot of stuff going on with the cooking stuff. Uh, He's working on getting his own like herbs and spices right now, like his own line of that. So, wow, I'm going to check that out. Yeah, it's a whole nother element that he's finding this passion for and combining it with music just makes it even better. That is awesome. Thanks for sharing that with your entertainment company. How do you work the strategy and how do you manage navigating the waters for artists? Just some, just, I'm kind of want to get inside your brain on that. I think the biggest thing with that is I don't look at it as managing artists. I manage creatives and with creatives, you don't manage a creative because you can't harness a creative, you know, so you manage their personalities. So you have to really know the artists that you work with, know their personality Mm -hmm. and know ways to motivate them, ways to get them off the couch when they're feeling like they don't want to do anything, you know? So it's really knowing their personalities, knowing certain buttons you can press with them. Well, sometimes I have to get up under their skin to give them a little motivation that they need, you know? And so it's really knowing those personalities, I think. And then once you know that artist's personality, then that's when you start to build strategies around that artist and their personality. So I think the foundation of that, though, is just knowing your artist, knowing what you can and can't do, but knowing their goals and keeping that as the utmost 
objective on the list is because if you're not helping your artists achieve their goals, you're not doing your job right. Wow. I love it. Great stuff right there. And so are you keeping busy with your artists and bookings this year? Or things picked up? We are. Um, I'm kind of a rare breed in the industry because I manage and book all my acts. Uh, That's a lot. It's just the booking side. It is by necessity. Um, We've worked with several booking agents and agencies, and we just haven't found the right one to really click with my guys. Um, There's a few agencies that we haven't worked with that could be a great relationship. But right now with most of my guys, we keep their schedule pretty full in-house. So when we can save that 10% going out to a booking fee, that's, 10% 10% money earned and 10% money lost. So, uh, mm-hmm. but throughout the pandemic, I guess with me just managing and booking my guys and having a fairly small roster, only five, it allowed me to keep a focus on my guys and making sure they can feed their families. And as mm-hmm. I said earlier, as an independent act, touring is everything. And so we were able to actually probably play, Curtis Grimes probably played about 60 shows last year. Brandon Ryder had his dinner show, so he did probably 60, 70. Uh, David Adam Burns probably did about 60, 70 shows last year. So Good. during a 2020 pandemic. Uh, and granted, most of those shows are in Texas. So the laws there and the regulations were a little bit more lax than other parts of the country. But that's the cool thing about Texas is you can play 120 dates a year and never leave the state. So we were really just able to kind of capitalize on that and just really focus on, yeah, we know revenue is going to be down, but the bigger picture here is making sure my guys can still feed their families through this pandemic that was happening because the entertainment, music industry, venue, festival industry, we were like the last to get help with the pandemic and all. So that's exactly right. So if we didn't take that initiative early on to figure out, okay, how are we going to keep this from becoming a big problem? They would have had to found different jobs. And I blame, I would blame every bit of that on myself because I'm their manager and their booking agent. It's my job to navigate those waters. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And, you know, and just talking about just the little bit that we've talked about with management and booking, but you work with them, you, you work with them on branding and publishing. Also, you have right out music publishing. Outright music. Yeah. I actually got into the industry less than 10 years ago as a publisher. Um, we had a couple of cuts with Colt Ford, Randy Hauser. Uh, I've had several number ones in, in, on the Texas chart that I published. Uh, and publishing, I was working with a lot of these Texas artists who really didn't know about mechanical licensing. And when you record a song, you have to license it and pay royalties. And so that kind of opened up this door of management. So I started managing some Texas acts because I just saw there was this, they weren't purposefully trying to not pay. They just didn't know. You know, there's this whole like educational system that just wasn't there because they just wanted to make music. They didn't know the whole business side of it. And so it was actually publishing that led me into management. And so now I've got my publishing company, the artists I manage, and then, uh, I don't consider myself a booking agent by any means because I'm not a booking agent. I just have to keep my artist families fed. So if that involves booking shows and I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. Keeping them on the road, keeping them out there. And so where are you from? Where's your hometown? I'm actually a Georgia boy. Uh, Really? Born and raised in Georgia. And I went to college at a private school in Atlanta. And then I went to graduate school at Kansas State out in 
Manhattan. So what was your major when you were in college? Political science, politics. Uh, There's where, because I understand that you had considered politics. Yeah, it's um, entire background is politics, political science. Um, went to graduate school for political science and that whole thing of having to do an internship to finish your degree and that kind of threw me off. So I was like, okay, I'm not, I did not just spend two years of grad school to go work for free for the <laughs> Kansas government. And like, no, like, so I was like, I can't do this. I'm not doing that. So I helped a buddy of mine kind of navigate the waters through a pub deal. And that's when I was introduced to this whole publishing side of the music industry when I was in grad school. Wow. And so literally I went home that summer, decided I, I have all my credits for my master's. Just, I just don't have my actual master's because I wasn't going to do that internship. So went back home. Uh, I played baseball in college. So, oh, awesome. So I coached baseball because I, and so I did that just to kind of figure out what I wanted to do. And it all kind of led back to music. So I built a business plan and I found a business partner who is more of my financial advisor. I couldn't do anything without him. Uh, he's my right hand man. But we launched the publishing company. Uh, so I packed up and moved to Nashville with literally 300 bucks in my pocket, like nowhere to live, nowhere to stay. Like I did the entire artist thing just from the music business side. You sure did. And built it from the ground up. Um, I'm still my only employee other than Brandy, my publicist, who's a rock star and uh, my financial advisor slash business partner. Oh my goodness. I love your story. What position did you play in baseball? Middle infield. Awesome. See, I didn't know that. I would have looked your stats up. We had another uh, former baseball player on because I love baseball. Like I, you know, it's going into regular season. I'm the girl that watches spring training and starts keeping stats then. (laughs) I'm a huge Braves fan, especially growing up outside of Atlanta. Like we went to Braves games all the time. Uh, In college, we would actually work boys and girls clubs baseball camps with members from the Braves. So like we'd work, we'd work camps with like Marcus Giles and other players. And so it was always fun kind of being in that community in Atlanta. That is really nice. That's nice. And also, and you're you're just such a pleasure to talk to and I can, and I love your smile. You have such a great smile and you are perfect to be our Nashville ambassador for TCMA for the Texas Country Music Association, which I'm a huge supporter of. TCMA is awesome. I love Linda. She's so sweet. Yes. She's a doll. We actually (laughs) hosted a a panel last week with the CMA uh, here in Nashville and BMI out of Austin for TCMA members, a, uh, a free panel discussion. And we had Mitch Ballard from BMA and the reps from CMA. And pretty much like Mitch gave a complete breakdown of BMI 101 and like the benefits of having a PRO and what PROs do. And it was able to provide a lot of these members with these educational aspects that they are kind of unknown to them, you know, like they know to go out there and make good music and record it, but they don't know that they can, when they play their live music, so say they go out to a venue and they play a live show and they play an original song, they can get paid for that. All they have to do is register that through BMI Live. You know, and so these are ways that artists in the Texas scene can make additional income, but they just don't know how to do it. So my goal of the TCMA ambassador position is to continue building these seminars, doing these panels, 
and just ed- like just sending as much education out there. Plus, knowledge is power, especially yes. in the music business. Because there's so many things that's constantly changing, and with streaming and with digital service providers, like there's so many different ways to bring in revenue. But mm-hmm. you can't get that revenue if you don't know how to get it. So that's my goal is to try to help artists become more successful through engaging with them with educational programs that they might not be aware of. Wow. That was very educational for me. I mean, there's just so many aspects to the music business. That's why it's so nice to have you on the podcast to just drop little things like that, to give artists an idea and other people listening to think what else they can do with their music. Thank you so much for that. And so you've got something called Picking in Paradise. That sounds good. Yes. um, I guess another thing that I do is I produce events. I'm a man of all trades, I guess. Um, Yes, you are. Absolutely. Picking in Paradise. It's something that we're just doing this year for the first year. Uh, It's in Cancun. It's pretty much the guys I manage, plus William Michael Morgan, who's his manager is a dear friend of mine. Um, we decided like, Hey, like we need a show, like, let's do something fun. So we decided to put something together with, to get away travel, which is Randy and Lisa Ott. Uh, they're based in Texas outside the mm-hmm. Houston area, phenomenal people, great people. And so we, uh, put together picking in paradise and it's kind of, of a trial run for a bigger festival that we're wanting to do in 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still putting the pieces together for that, but it's definitely going to be fun. We've got five just real country music artists that are going out there and going to play some country music on the beach. Uh, Brandon Ryder is going to do a little cooking display. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, it's wow. going to be fun. Is a date set for it yet or is it still in the works? Yeah, it is. Um, it's August. Okay. Yes, in August. <laughs> August-ish. August-ish. <laughs> we can go with that because I'm sure there's a website or where people can go and yeah. check it out. Picketinparadise.net. <laughs> Picketinparadise.net. And that's in Cancun. And it's over, what, a few days? Yeah, it's um four nights, five days. Oh, um, nice. All-inclusive resort. Um, it's at El Dorado um, All-inclusive resort. It's right there outside of Cancun it's everything's included meals drinks like it's literally you don't leave the resort Mm -hmm. so you I mean you you're just such a busy man like when you're not working with your entertainment and management and publishing what do you do when Brandon Steen just wants to take a break I don't take breaks you don't I knew you were gonna say that Uh I knew I knew you were gonna say that you just don't take breaks I I enjoy what I do and it's fun and there's always something challenging, whether it's having to book a show or sell tickets for a show. Like there's always something I can be doing to better my guys, you know, and to better my events. But sometimes I do need that little break. Uh, so I enjoy going to the gym. That's something uh-huh. to go pump off steam. That's just something I've Great. always done through being an athlete growing up and all and playing mm-hmm. ball. Um, I have a four-year-old daughter. Oh, what's her name? Her name's Bradley. How cute. So she's amazing, but very hands-on, especially working from home. I gave up my office on Music Row a couple years back because, long story short, every office I got, the building would sell within like a couple of months. So I had to find a new office. That's a pain (laughs) in the butt. So I was like, I'm just going to work from home. So it allowed, it's, it's a blessing in disguise though. Because I've been able to spend literally almost every day with my daughter since she's been born. That's so, amazing. And so a lot of people can't say that or do that. 
Mm-hmm. And it's a very, I feel very blessed for that because I literally hadn't missed a thing with her. You are so, blessed. So that's mm-hmm. pretty awesome. So I really can't complain about working from home and always working because I've kind of got everything right here. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So before we um, kind of start wrapping it up, just, you know, for people listening, maybe a musician, young guys out there listening, what's your advice as they start into this business? Just something Brandon Steenish. <laughs> Do your homework. Um, I'm kind of a nerd in a sense. I mean, I, I'm a big research buff. I I, mean, I went to graduate school for crying out loud. Like you don't really do <laughs> education when you don't have to, but do your homework. And I mean that from the fact of re- do some research, see what BMI is, see what CSAC is, like see what a PRO is, you know? And like, there's a lot of different assistance out there for you. Like um, NSAI here in Nashville, the Nashville Songwriters Association. They're amazing. Like you can literally reach out to them and they'll introduce you to people. They'll introduce you to PROs. Like they can help you build this connection. And the same exact thing we have in Texas with the TCMA. So reach out to Linda, reach out to me. Like that's, that's literally my job, like with the TCMA. Like I, I'm, I'm that advocate to try to bridge that gap and to try to help them with educational aspects that they might not know of, you know? So do homework. There's always people willing to help and people willing to talk. But there's always people that's they're not going to respond to your email. They're not going to respond to your phone calls. I still have people that, like, that happen to me quite often, you know, so that's just the nature of the beast. And that's a shame, but it happens. But I guess me starting out as a music publisher, I gritted my teeth pretty early because literally we're told no every day when we go and pitch songs in these label meetings to artists. They're like, oh, that's a good song, but it's not good enough. You know, so like, I learned very early on to learn how to take the word no, but with every 100 no's you get, you're going to get that one yes. And that one yes could make you songwriter of the year with that one. That's song. exactly right. You know, that's so exactly right. You just got to keep grinding. Uh, they say it's a 10 year town for a reason. Mm-hmm. True. Okay. So before I, I dismiss you, we always ask one last question. I like to ask Uh-oh. if you, if you were a cocktail, what would you be? Ooh. Probably a double vodka soda. All right, man. We'd get. I mean, I already liked you, but now we really get along. That's kind of classy, but it still packs that punch and yeah, has minimal calories. That's it. That's how I roll. Okay, Brandon, it's been a pleasure, and hopefully, I'll see you down the road and um, keep up the good work with TCMA and everything that you're doing with your artists and your entertainment and your publishing. And thank you so much for the insight that you've given us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And if you guys ever need anything, uh, my website's 417ent.com. Always reach out. I'm here to help. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, Brandon. Well, there you have it. Another great episode of Texas Toast. If you've made it this far, just wanted to say thank you to all of you who have been listening and spreading the word about us. If you'd like to support the show, whether it be through sponsorship or by subscribing on YouTube or by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be great. Anything and everything helps. We're just getting this thing rolling with no end in sight and have some incredible interviews lined up for all of you. So please help us get the word out. We'll see you next time on Texas Toast. From as she left, I dare to say You can go to hell Hell, I'll go to Texas I've 